This is Parables of the Divorce CEO, where men have real and raw conversations about the pain, suffering, and loneliness of divorce. Welcome to this week's episode of Parables of a Divorce CEO. I am your host, Peter Avalon Northstar, the founder and creator of the Divorce CEO and the CEO on Fire Coaching Program. And on this week's episode, the dark side of being an entrepreneur. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode and another week. It is Monday. It is glorious day. My favorite day of the week. I hope it's also, you know, your favorite day. If not, then one day it might be. Anyways, today we're going to talk about the dark side of being an entrepreneur, something that is not openly spoken of very often, and yet it is very prevalent in the entrepreneurial circles. That is the game of the mental health, the connection with your spouse and your partner, lack thereof, and then the impact that the stress, the work, all of it has on your health. So... I have been an entrepreneur for more than 10 years now, and I've been part, and I'm still part of a lot of different groups, different uh, mastermind group settings, and one of the things that I noticed fairly, you know, fairly early on in in this whole entrepreneurial game is this notion that you got to work, you got to work hard, right? You got to work hard to succeed, and as much as there's truth in that, I think there's a misconception of how hard you actually have to work, meaning that a lot of people, myself included, we tend to over overwork instead of actually prioritizing work and tasks. When you're an entrepreneur, it's like there's never an off switch, right? Like you're constantly working. There is many times where I will, you know, be doing the dishes and I'm thinking, shit, I have to send an email to that person. I got to do this. I got to do that. And in the beginning, as you start out building your business, of course, you have to put time and effort into it and a lot more time and effort than you have later on as you become a name and a brand and people know who you are and what you do. But the challenge is that we are we are creating bad habits from a very um, almost from the start in the sense that we don't learn how to relax. We don't learn how to turn off. We don't learn how to um, delegate and potentially hire people that could help us so that we don't stress. Mental health is a huge component of the entrepreneurial game that is not very often spoken of. You know, like what I mean about mental health, I mean like what are some of the things that we tell ourselves? What are some of the things that we don't tell ourselves? What are some of the things we do? What are some things we don't do? Do we ask for help? Do we not ask for help? There is a whole, what I call dark side to this whole game of being an entrepreneur. Now, mind you, I love being an entrepreneur. There's nothing in this world that I love more than actually getting up in the morning and getting to be of service to other people, right? To help these divorced men, to help them, you know, reconnect in love, build their business, increase their, their revenue, create a epic body, you know, like connecting to a higher power, like really having purpose in life. There's nothing I that, that makes me more happy. But there's also the other side of that, which is the times where I, I'm going to use myself as an example because everybody's different when it comes to this. 
but there's the other side of it, what I call the dark side, which is this side where I am very harsh on myself. I'm very hard on myself. I beat myself over not doing enough or pushing myself hard enough. Or there is, you know, a common dialogue is I can't do this. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. All of these things that essentially we all have, like these limiting beliefs that we all have. Like I have not met a single person. It doesn't matter how successful they are, if they and and actually also in terms of financial success, how much they make. We all have the same struggles in terms of what we believe and don't believe about us. The difference between somebody who's really successful is if they continue to listen to that voice, that negative voice, or not. Right? They have they worked their way out of it. They they know that when it comes up how to actually stop it from leading and taking over the day, which is a huge part of why people become so successful, right? And so for me, like this this constant struggle between being enough, not being enough, is a real is a real thing. Right? It's it's not something that is very openly spoken about in entrepreneurial groups or environments, you know, or masterminds, this notion of Hey, man, I got days where I fucking don't want to get out of bed. I have days where I feel like I am worthless or I don't know what I'm doing or, you know, I lack clarity or certainty or I'm just like, I just feel sad or whatever it is, right? Like there's a lot to be said about this that I can't address in, you know, a podcast episode. But I think it's important to open up the conversation and the dialogue because I know there are other people out there who are struggling with this. I know there's other entrepreneurs who are sitting, listening to this and thinking, shit, there's times where I feel like I'm a complete disaster, that I'm a fraud, I'm a phony, I don't know what I'm doing, is this ever going to make money? All of that, right? And just trust me, I get it. I understand. It is, it's a hard, hard decision to go uh, into the world of being an entrepreneur. As amazing as it is, the one thing that it forces every every person who decides to be an entrepreneur into is to expand and to grow. You cannot be an entrepreneur and not personally expand and grow in terms of your mindset, in terms of your skill set, in terms of how you present yourself to the world. Because essentially you are the brand of your company. And so... It demands a lot more of you. And the more successful your company gets, the more it demands of you. This is why you see CEOs, they make more than their employees, right? Because the CEO is the one that takes all of the risk. But he's also the one, the, the one that is, you know, crucified the most for his decisions or lack of decisions, his choices, his lack of choices, whatever it is his product line or lack of product line, you name it, right? And so there is there is this dark side of our mindset and how we actually emotionally um, work and function in this entrepreneurial game. And so my hope is that we can have more open dialogue about this and actually be more transparent about the hard days as much as the good days. Because the purpose of my podcast has always been to be transparent and lead by example. 
I will never give you anything or share anything on this podcast that I have not done myself in terms of, you know, business, in terms of marriage, divorce, all of it. I will not share anything because that is not part of who I am and that's not what I'm part what is part of what I'm bringing to the world. Authentic leadership is needed more in the world than ever before. Ever before in every fucking industry. And the first step to getting to that point of authentic leadership is essentially the first rule that I have for everybody in my program, which is tell the truth. Number one, tell the truth. And that is the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing in the world to start telling the truth because we are afraid that we will be judged. We're afraid that people will crucify us. We're afraid of what people might think about us, especially as entrepreneurs and business owners. We tend to not share very much online about our personal life because we are afraid. And now we are also living in a crazy, insane time right now where everything is, um, you know, everything that is broadcasted has people judge you. So it's not that I don't understand that people are afraid of it. You know, there's, you know, I get, if you knew the amount of negative comments that I get and, you know, people judging me for what I do and sharing my life in terms of divorce and how, you know, how I, I chose to go down this path and, you know, leave my ex and the way it happened and all of that, like you name it, there is no stopping the judgment in terms of that. But the reality is that I cannot liberate myself from the past. I cannot liberate myself to be of service if I continue to lie. And in a world filled with liars, the truth is like a declaration of war. So when you stand in truth, anybody who is a liar will see you as a threat. And that's why I'm so passionate about being real and raw about these things because we need more of that we need it in politics more than ever we need it in business more than ever and we need authentic leaders at least in my opinion you might not agree but that the dark side of this entrepreneurial trap is that we judge ourselves so harshly when nobody's looking right like it's important to notice that or note that entrepreneurs are probably the hardest towards ourselves than any critic out there possibly like you can get death threats you can get you name it like the list of fucking things you get as a you know an entrepreneur and an influencer and putting yourself out there the list is ginormous and it takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of courage to actually do this type of work because you will have haters and I forget if it was Gary Vaynerchuk or one of one of these bigger, bigger guys that said, if you don't have haters, you're not big enough or you're not doing it right. And I think there is some truth to that. Um, there's definitely some truth to that because when you speak truth, you create polarity in the marketplace. And the one thing that creates more, you know, triggers and rage is when you are, um, when you have an opinion that most people don't share especially in this day and age, right? And so you will get, you know, you will get all of these negative um, feedback or negative comments or 
even hate mail, whatever it is. And so it does take a certain type of person to be able to actually do this type of work. And I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. A lot of my clients are entrepreneurs and own their own companies. And they can they can say um, that it's not as easy as they thought when they started this. Not that they don't love it, they do. But the amount of heat they have to also take forces them to grow and to become more. And, and I think that's the beauty of this industry. It's the beauty of this industry that when we actually do this type of work, we are forced to grow as people. And that's why you see so many entrepreneurs creating massive change because we are forced to look at the world in a different way. We are forced to look at, oh, okay, this is not working. So how can I utilize my abilities and my skills to change and help and support the world to become a better, more efficient place? So we are forced to to grow. And I know there might be somebody sitting and, and listening to this and being like, well, it's not just entrepreneurs that have to, you know, they're forced to grow. If you're an employee, you also have to. Yes, you do. I don't, you know, you're right, you do. However, there is a massive difference in the level and the speed of how you have to grow. As an entrepreneur, you have the, the full, you know, risk of everything. As an employee, you don't. Like you don't have the same type of urgency. You don't have to, you know, pay your staff. The company does that. The CEO does that. And so you don't wake up in the middle of the night thinking, shit, how am I going to pay my staff? If you've never experienced that, right? You don't even know how that feels. That, that level of stress that you have is unreal. And so, yes, you do have to also, you know, we all have to grow. You can't be stagnated, then you die, you know, and then you might grow in a different way. But the point is that entrepreneurs, they just, they have a different level of risk associated with their work. That's why, you know, most people don't want to be an entrepreneur and there's nothing wrong with that. Everything in society has its own function. But it's, it's hard when you're in this industry to watch as you see you know, these giants that you know, how they they sometimes operate on the other side of the spectrum, which is like how self-defeated they can they can feel, how, you know, how they beat themselves up, how they judge themselves, how they feel guilt and shame around these things, right? You got to remember, it doesn't matter what you, who you follow as an influencer, we are all humans. And it all comes down to the same things. We all want to create something better in this world. And when we, when we fail, as some people say, I like the, the word learn, when we learn something from what we've, from a decision we've made or a decision we haven't made, a lot of us take that really hard at times, right? Like I took it extremely hard when I made the decision to sell my business or actually the, this, you know, the two times I've done that, but it's like, you are in a position where you look at all the options you have and then you make a decision and you go with the decision you believe is the best. And for you in that place, it might be the right decision. And then you can look back and be like, shit, that was a, that was a bad decision. 
But then comes the next one is that you, you, for me, it was like I had to learn how to let go when I sold my gym. I really had to learn to let go because I judged myself for so many years and I felt so much guilt and so much shame around it that it literally consumed my life. And then it consumed my marriage. And then that started part of this cascading down into the pit for, for the marriage. And so the reason I'm bringing this up in a podcast episode is is to have more transparent conversation about the mental health in entrepreneurship. This notion of constant pushing, this notion of constant working and not taking time off and not focusing actually on yourself. You know, I've been in different industries. So I've I've seen people in sales that are high performers. I've seen people in the fitness industry. I've trained high-level athletes both in terms of the mental game, but also in terms of getting them in shape. And then now I've, my, I focus on divorce businessmen. And there's, there's a tr- not a trend, I can't say it like that, but there is, some, there is a part of being human that we all have in common, which is that we f- often forget to prioritize ourselves. I often talk about the love account, right? Like how much l- self-love are you actually, you know, putting into your own life in terms of investing in yourself. For men, it's often very hard to invest in themselves in terms of their health. When they're running a business, they often forget that they have a body that they, you know, should take care of because if they take care of their bodies, what happens from that? They create and they generate more power to actually build better and bigger. So there's direct correlation and, and there's, um, I forget where, who said it, but there is some scientific studies um, that actually says that the, the workers or the, the people that, you know, focus on working out, they have less sick days, which then decreases the company's uh, payouts for sick days, but it also increases the revenue of a company. I forget how much it is. I, I'll see if I can find it and maybe reference it. But the point is that if you as an entrepreneur or even as an employee, you don't take care of your body, nobody will take care of it for you. Like the funniest thing I hear people say is, you know, and this is a very, you know, polarizing topic, but people say that we, you know, you're in, you are, it's a human right to have health care. And, you know, yeah, it could be, but it's not a human right to expect other people to, you know, for your body to be healthy. That is that is all up to you. You have to make the decision and put in the time and the commitment to actually take care of your health. So you can't blame other people or the healthcare system or you name it for your poor health, right? Like nobody's forcing you to go to McDonald's. Nobody's twisting your arm to go you know, eat a whole pizza or drink pints of beer every weekend. Nobody's forcing you to do that. That is all you. That is your choice. And part of this authentic leadership is also taking radical responsibility for that area of your life where you're like, okay, you know, I've made some poor decisions in terms of my health. Maybe it's time to change that. And you would be surprised with the level of, you know, power and energy that you 
will have as you start putting those bad habits, old habits aside, and actually focusing on building your body as a temple. Right? Like there was a time where men, if you look at the Spartans, if you look at the Greeks, if you look look at, you know, the Romans, if you look at the Vikings, you, like in all over culture in the in back in the day, we had this notion of prioritizing health. And then the industrial revolution happened and then everything seemed to have changed. And now we're prioritizing smartphones and technology and transhumanism instead of prioritizing the one thing that God gave us, which is our bodies. Like, I'm not surprised that there's an increase in obesity in the West. I'm not. But the point is that if you're an entrepreneur and you don't focus on your body and you don't focus on getting your workouts in, your work will also reflect that, right? And the interesting element of it is we can track that into your relationships, right? So if you are married or you are at the brink of, you know, where you're at the brink where you could get a divorce, there is a, there is a correlation between all these things because the way you show up when you train compared to the way you show up when you don't work out is completely night and day. Completely night and day. And I've said in many episodes that one of the main components that I started doing after my divorce was to work out. And that fucking saved me. Like that literally saved me. Because it gave me hope and it gave me a drive to move forward. And it's so simple. And yet so many men reject and neglect to do this. One simple step is to work out. The other element of working out is what it does for your mental health, right? Like it gives you mental fortitude. It, whatever happens in the gym, the workout that you're fighting and you're hating and you're sweating and you just don't know if you can take it anymore, that over time builds your, your mental fortitude to handle stress at work and in your business. Some of the most successful men that I hang around with work out pretty much every day or at least four to five times a week. And their level to handle stress after they they have started working out is completely night and day. And even for me, like I can see a massive difference too. So the mental game is huge when it comes to being an entrepreneur because we we have to have outlets somehow. We have to have some way to turn the switch off, right? Working out is a way to generate energy. It's a way to move and it has a physiological response. The challenge becomes for a lot of entrepreneurs is that the only way they can relax, the only way they can get off is through drinking, drugs, or sex. And that in itself might not be destructive, but if it takes control, it will become destructive. And if there's one thing that I know about entrepreneurs is we are extremely well-versed in burning shit down. Extremely. Like that's our, you could say that we have a, you know, special skill or like a superpower. Burning shit down is definitely one of them. I've done my fair share of burning. And a lot of times the burning comes from not knowing how to 
you know, function in that level of success, not knowing how to function in that level of building a bigger brand, a bigger business that you feel that you might not deserve, right? And so it's easy to burn shit down by, you know, drinking or doing drugs or going to strip clubs or whatever it might be. And so there's ways that we can mitigate this by, you know, for instance, working out, eating healthy, you know, meditating, prioritizing the things that are more important, asking for help, being part of a mastermind or coaching group or whatever it might be where you can be completely honest and vulnerable and share your opinion and your thoughts and your pain and all of that. Because it gets lonely as an entrepreneur if you don't have a group that you can network with, where you can share your struggles, where you can get support, where you can have somebody tell you, oh, maybe this is the other way you could do this. Because we all have blind spots. And so I created a free Facebook group. You can find it on, there should be a link on my page on Facebook, The Divorce CEO. And the intention with this group is to have that space for businessmen and entrepreneurs. So if you're a businessman and entrepreneur listening to this and you're divorced, you're more than welcome to join this group. It's a free group. I'm going to share a lot more in that group, uh, maybe do some lives and uh, share, share more of my story. But also what I intend to do is to have this group of brothers help and support each other and actually divide the pain that we all have and we feel as you know divorced men but also as entrepreneurs where it's like a massive struggle at times where we don't know where to go and get that clarity so if that's something that resonates with you you know go to my facebook page the divorce ceo in one of the posts there is a direct link if not you can also send me an email at um, support at the divorce ceo.com i'll send you the link and I hope you to see you in that group. And I hope to see this group grow and become a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are divorced businessmen who want to grow, to want to expand, and to create massive change in the world with what we do. So that's all I got for you today. Love and light your way. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Parables of the Divorce CEO. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and please share it with someone who may find the content valuable. Join my coaching program at thedivorceceo.com slash coaching.